Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, And I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today, I really want to talk about accessibility. And though the official definition varies depending on context, accessibility generally refers to the degree of which something like a product, a service, environment, or information is able to be used by people with other specific needs. For example, the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities define accessibility as the means of enabling persons with disabilities to access information, communication technologies, the built environment, transportation, and other services and facilities available to the public. Whereas in the context of technology and digital content, the World Wide Web Consortium defines accessibility as the practice of ensuring that websites, mobile applications, and digital content are usable and navigable by people of all abilities, including those with visual, auditory, motor, and cognitive disabilities. Either way, accessibility is about creating environments, products, and services that are designed to be usable and accessible to all people, regardless of their ability. And I personally subscribe to a more social model of disability, where disability is not solely caused by our impairments or differences, but by the barriers and limitations imposed by society. Because no human is exactly the same, I really appreciate a model that recognizes that the way our society is organized is the disability, not the individual with different needs. Anytime we have a physical or social structure that creates barriers and prevents some people from fully participating in society is inherently a structural problem. 
If we focused on creating more inclusive and accessible environments, we take the stigma off of a very common diversity. Because according to the World Health Organization, it is estimated that approximately 15% of the world's population, or about 1 billion people, live with some form of disability. Though disability is a complex and diverse experience, the prevalence and impact is wide, which makes it a human rights issue. And efforts that will improve accessibility and inclusion for all people will naturally reduce stigmas and create a significant social, economic, and environmental change because it will naturally include more voices. There's a concept that was first developed in the 1970s as a response to the needs of people with disabilities, but has since evolved to encompass the needs of all people, including the elderly, children, as well as those with temporary or situational disabilities. And through seven principles of universal design, there is somewhat of a framework for designing products, environments, and services that are more accessible and usable by all people. The first, focusing on equitable use. By designing things that are useful and accessible to people with diverse abilities, it should provide the same means of use for all users, regardless of any limitations, be it physical, language, or sensory abilities. The second principle focuses on flexibility of use. By creating designs that are adaptable to individual needs and preferences, it's more likely to accommodate a wider range of humans. The third principle discusses the simplicity and the intuitive usage of it because designs should be easy to understand and use regardless of experience, knowledge, language skills, or concentration levels. The fourth principle of universal design discusses perceptible information, which means the design should communicate necessary information effectively to the user. The fifth principle discusses tolerance of error, which means any designs should minimize hazards as well as any potential adverse consequences of accidental or unintended actions. It should allow for easy and safe reversal of those actions and provide clear feedback about the user's actions so that it won't be made again. The sixth principle discusses low physical effort. Designs should be comfortable to use and require minimal physical effort, which means they should be efficient and simple. And the seventh principle discusses the size and space for approach and use. Of course, the design should provide adequate space for approach, reach, manipulation, and usage, regardless of the user's body size, posture, or mobility. By accommodating a wide range of movement, it should be designed for ease of use for people within different sizes, abilities, and age ranges. And sure, incorporating things like universal design can be costly, But in my opinion, if you can't afford to design something that's inclusive, then you can't afford to design anything at all. But more importantly, I think there's a lack of awareness. The fact of the matter is, my friends with disabilities have been forced to accommodate to the world that will not accommodate to them. Which means those voices are not common in the spaces that need them the most. This is why I think it's so important to try to make things as accessible as possible as you're creating, but also bring knowledge and information to spaces that aren't considerate of it. I recently went to three different restaurants with a friend in a motorized wheelchair, which means it cannot get up on any bump and the thing is impossible to lift. It's literally over a thousand pounds. And despite calling each and every restaurant to ask about their accessibility levels, they all informed me that they were wheelchair accessible, but they actually weren't. 
and nobody in the business seemed to understand what accessibility meant, despite me explaining over the phone exactly what our needs would be. And though each and every one of these places was extremely apologetic and helpful in finding workaround solutions, I couldn't help but notice the impetus it put on my friend to be receptive of such attention just to get in the restaurant that we were told it would be simple to get into. Luckily to this individual, it wasn't so bothersome, but I can tell from a personal experience I would have been really devastated because I was. And since then, I've been looking at the world through this lens and noticing just how terribly inaccessible most of Chicago is, but also how little I thought about it prior to this experience. And Chicago's a huge city with a ton of people, so it should be a more accessible place for everybody. And it shouldn't be the responsibility of the people who need that access to do all the work to get it. So if you ever notice things while you're out and about, speak up. Because being a voice for the voices who were not even considered when the designing of the space happened may be more beneficial to each and every one of us than we ever could have imagined. And it's all of our responsibility to recognize that disability has never been an individual problem, but it's a societal one. And a collective effort will be needed to address it properly. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. In the meantime, I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bet. Bye, cutie.